3: I
0: can do anything. I am smart, I am blessed, I can do anything. I am smart, I am blessed,
1: I can do anything. Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The The Final Word. Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The final, the final word. French. The final word. The,
3: the final, word. final word. The, the final, word. final word. The, the final, final word. word. Cha-ching! Nice. And we want to say thank you. I hope you loved as much as we did uh, I N S. that's 2 year old morning affirmation. It was um, on Twitter as we're recording. We saw it at at, um, at Stance Grounded's Uh, you know, Twitter feed, I am smart, I am blessed, I can do anything. And that stands for all of us. That goes for all all of us. I would invite you, I am an atheist, and I'm going to be saying, I am smart, I am blessed, I can do anything all day long. Because these people are trying
1: to make us think that we are crazy. There are four lights, Francis. There are four four lights. lights. But before we get to that, we want to tell you about a couple things going on with us. We are going to be doing a show Sunday, October 20th, At the comedy store, and it's called Stand Up for Children, a night of comedy in support of young migrants on the U.S. Mexico border. It's for UNICEF USA. It's here in Los Angeles. Um, You get, you know, uh,
3: there is open seating 21 and over. There's a two drink minimum, all of that. We're going to put all the information up for you, but it's Sunday, October 20th. If you were anywhere near here, you should definitely come check it out. It's going to be a great, fun show. But also go to UNICEF and um, UNICEF. USA.org and if you can donate they have a button specifically for support of the young migrants um, on the US Mexico border. So please check that out also. But we're excited to be
1: doing that. Yes. We want to remind you if you have a birthday or a friend or somebody who loves Frangela or the just podcast, need some support us some love or maybe a rant. Yes. 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 Or maybe you need us to tell someone off. hmm. You can go to cameo.com, click Frangela, and then have us. We can do a special, special video just for you. Just for you.
3: Yes. And we can just get creative, whatever you want, a little song, whatever you need. Yeah. Also, we would like you to check out our Patreon page. Um, we're going to have some more stuff up there shortly um, for different projects we have that we need to get off the ground and we could use your support
1: yes and we want to remind you you can also pick up our comedy album Resist and catch us on the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show every Friday morning that's right and please check out all of the other podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network
3: Uh, and remember to follow us at Frangela Duo that's D-U-O
1: Now, let's get into this craziness. All right. So we know, we know you know all about what's going on with the whistleblower and Trump and Ukraine. And, you know, and we're watching in the middle of watching this craziness of the State Department trying to advise Sondland, who was an ambassador to, to the EU. To the EU. Which, not, by ain't way. got shit to do. Not a goddamn <laughs> thing Ukraine. to do with the it's Ukraine. Not, it's not in the EU. Not a goddamn <laughs> Can thing. Can I tell you,
3: like, I am stuck on it. I keep going,
1: not the EU. <laughs> <laughs> not the EU. But all up in Ukraine's business. Now we got the State Department telling him that he cannot go and appear before the House committee. All right? So
3: they're saying today, we're recording on Tuesday, the, is it the 7th? Yeah, um, or the eighth. It
1: might be. It's the one eight. of
3: them. I forget. Um, but we're recording on Tuesday, and as of now, they're. I guess the uh, Democrats they put out a statement that they will be subpoenaing him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you may or may not know, the uh, Ukraine special envoy, uh, Kurt Volker, he quit. Like, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. I think specifically so he could have no issue. And he's also, the way that he works, I guess his position is actually not paid. And it's sort of a part-time State Department. He's not really technically an employee of the State Department. Right. But he um, has been, a, you know, a career diplomat, an envoy. And so he's one of those, those amazing workers who... Nonpartisan, they've just been there.
1: Versus Sondland, who we're what what I've learned is is that he the way he got his job is through millions of dollars of donations right. to the Trump campaign. So in this the, inauguration is, the inauguration, in particular, committee. under four style
3: right. companies, yes, something over a million dollars. Yes, he's a hotel magnate. Magnate, I don't know, but hotel. So this is So why he's, so he's not
1: a real. No, he has no business real in this position. <laughs> person who should be in this job, who does, who has been, you know. So versus Volker who has been doing this job for decades. Right. So he testified on Friday and he brought
3: his receipts. (laughs) Right. He brought the text messages, which in typical... See, this is the thing. And we tweeted this last week. I, Trump has been, and his whole cabal, they've been relying um, to some extent on the, if I do it in front of you, then I'm not hiding it. Therefore, you that'll convince you it's not a crime or wrong. Right. But if you've listened to pay attention to our other podcast, Idiot of the Week, what you know is that stupid people do things in front of you all the time. All in the sunlight, <laughs> and, in, the, in the daylight, in will, the
1: middle of the day. All they do
3: is hand you the receipts That's of their right. criminal activity. That's, That's why right. we constantly are saying, do we need detectives <laughs> when, <laughs> for most criminals? Activity in this country. So, but they think if they do it out in front. So, basically, what Kurt Volker, uh, the special envoy to Ukraine, former Kurt Volker, brought was text messages between him and Sunland, where basically he says, "Wait, I think it's crazy." Volker said this. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy to be tying military aid to the invested, you know, to election help. Right, it doesn't make any sense. And then Ambassador uh, Sunland goes away for like a few hours like five hours and comes back and says we shouldn't be talking on text anymore yes which is the height of stupid you just don't you just call
1: him you don't text him that we're gonna stop talking on text because that shows that you knew that what you were doing was wrong was wrong and now that we just found out today as of this recording that he had called the Sunland had called the white house before he right before he texted Volker back. So with his first legal <laughs> easy sounding text, you right? know what? Here, to, for, and uh, therefore after, and uh, under the law, in, 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 in express context <laughs> with uh, Regulation
3: One Point Seven Five Paragraph C, we shall no longer be communicating via text or written, aforementioned mentioned uh, formulations. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know, keep in touch. Right. Love ya, MAGA. Spuggles, you know, like that's not what. Oh I, like this is dumbest. They're just all idiots. But in any case, um, this is more on, it is absolutely clear, absolutely clear from Trump, from the memo of the phone call without the transcript even mm-hmm. of the phone call yet, the memo that the White House put together from, uh, thank you, Kurt Volker, this whistleblower, we know there's another whistleblower right. who actually, they're saying, has direct contact with all of this That's right. information. Um, we don't really need other things, but leave it to the Trump administration to
1: to add many many acts of obvious obstruction i mean i have never seen in my lifetime this much obstruction in the government Mm -hmm. in my lifetime now i wasn't you know i wasn't old enough to really understand what was going on when nixon was being impeached right but i've never seen it i was alive though wow yeah yeah i just didn't i didn't understand you weren't paying attention to politics as much <laughs> no no you not as probably you
3: no know, you weren't charged of getting vegetables much. from the cart <laughs> uh so yeah no it's it's this is you know and i don't i know that that there's no way in hell that trump knows this history but you know i think it was like the third article of um impeachment for nixon was obstruction and yeah. it's sev- i believe and it had several different instances of obstruction this one this one incident, this one July 25th phone call is enough. Yes.
1: Let alone every the fuck thing else. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And then on on the other side, so Trump is fighting a war with the Democrats on this side, which I also we have to just continually say, Republicans, where the fuck are you? Just, you're just complicit. Complicit Where criminal. are you? I will
3: say a good development in my mind is Rick Perry leaving the government. Yes. Um that there's that he's apparently uh, they're saying it's been said that he's going to quit and resign, which yay, mm-hmm. uh, but it's because he and Giuliani they we, it's now become clear through reporting um, in several different news outlets that. Rudy Giuliani and and Rick Perry went to the Ukraine and we're trying to like get their friends yeah. on the the board of the biggest petrol company mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Like while also, I mean, just criminal, insane. just criminals, it's criminals, insane. criminals. and
1: then Trump anna- announced uh, that he plans to withdraw the U.S. I'm troops. Not he did, did it. He did it to, uh, from the um, from northeastern Syria and allow Turkish military to launch an attack against Kurdish militias in the area. Be clear, the Kurdish militias are our ally. That's right right
3: so here's the thing basically so turkey has come out as of today and said to, this is a quote from fuat akte it's their vice president under the um dictator erdogan um he said quote turkey will not accept a terror corridor or a terror state right next to its borders under any circumstances whatever the cost apparently erdogan called
1: uh trump on sunday yep. and said hey i want all the troops out and what did trump, he hopped Two. two because you know why because it's not erdogan asking it's putin it's everybody's That's daddy right. and let me tell you something he and trump runs like a dog when putin calls oh, and tells mm-hmm. him what to do he better says, than a dog call my dog right now and see what happens <laughs> ben, 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 ben <laughs> didn't, even, even, didn't, didn't even, even lift his, lift his head. head didn't even
3: lift his head because he has he has principles on an ethical core <laughs>
1: yes Unlike the president of the United States.
3: So this withdrawal of troops, it started happening Sunday night. So basically these people in a very dangerous region where they are in constant danger from ISIS. And these are the, when I tell you, the Kurds have been the people in the front lines of the fight against ISIS. Yes.
1: And, and pulling our troops, let's just call it what it is, is genocide for these people. Yeah, This is genocide. And that's America, that's, that's us saying that's Okay.
3: And this is the problem, the, the the difficulty, I know people get confused by it, but that they're both our allies. Turkey is, is an ally, and, and, and so is the, the Kurdish-backed uh, troop. But Turkey see, Turkey sees the Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces, or SDF, they see them as an extension of the Kurdish Workers' Party, which, of course, they're against, because right. it's a workers' party, mm-hmm. and you got to be against workers' party if you're not a worker, yeah. and you're evil. So... The problem here is obviously that these people are now, I,
1: what it does, and you've even seen um, Lindsey Graham and other Republicans. I couldn't McConnell believe even. that Lindsey came out and said that the decision was devastating for the good guys. And he also warned to abandon uh, our Kurdish allies and turn to turn Syria over to Russia, Iran, and Turkey would put every radical Islamist on steroids. Yeah. And on top of that, what you have to understand is that ISIS, this is the, we've got two
3: problems with way that Trump doesn't understand what's happening. One, he really does believe things when they come out of his mouth, I think. Yeah. So he believes we've defeated ISIS. Yes. We haven't. No. They've taken away their territory, but it's not like they're gone. Right, the Caliphate <laughs> is gone. Right. But, but yeah. But well, they're there. They're. They're, that's who they're, who they're fighting, yes. right? Um. And by trying to sort of have this tenuous, yes, it was very difficult sort of w- truce between the Kurdish situation and Turkey, but it was really important because it is these fighters, they have been the most loyal allies. So now what you've done, and when when hearing McConnell and other people finally say at least this, which is who is ever going to partner with this country That's right. again? That's And right. the, only the fact that we pulled out of the UN um, that wouldn't do the UN charter thingy at the end, the statement they give, mm-hmm. the only time that we've all, we've, that, that the nations have had to u- utilize this, we all, if you attack one of us, you attack all of us, was 9-11. Mm-hmm. And everybody came to our aid and That's defense. Right. And everybody we fought, our troops fought alongside a multinational effort because this country was attacked. Yep. So now what do you do? See, This is why this punk, I can't stand. I'm so mad about this. I mean, imagine I was listening to the daily yesterday. I believe it was, and it might be today, but you should check it out, even though it doesn't Michael, blah, blah, whatever he annoys me here and there. But they did a really good. They had a reporter on talking about being in this village. It's right on the border, right, mm-hmm. where they're dealing with all of these problems. Where they are, they are the front line. And just all of a sudden, Sunday night, the U.S. troops start leaving. Yeah, and he's like, the villagers are just kind of walking around. their are ho- walking out the house in the neighborhood, going, "Wait, wait, where are the troops? Why are the troops leaving?" Yeah, where, and no word,
1: no prep, no nothing. Not nothing. So. Yeah, but but here we have a president who does not value American values. He doesn't value American promises. He only values literally making money for himself and his, his family, family, enriching yeah. himself and his family and his friends, mm-hmm. and keeping his base happy. And his That's ego, it.
3: just feeding his ego. That's
1: and it. Th- it's it's so it's so
3: egregious and so bad that this kind of all over the place policy. Because here's the other problem: the problem is first pulling out the troops is problematic but here's the thing people are talking about Trump has made some slight backstepping at least on Twitter Mm -hmm. you know the official the official document of the um, federal U.S. federal government Um, he's done a little bit of backstepping on the languaging but that's even dangerous. Cause here I go. So wait. One day you pull out the troops, the next day you don't. That's semi helpful. Like it's like, yeah, you right. shouldn't be doing it. But you know what I mean? Like all re- clearly there is no unified is. policy. Right. There's no clearly, clarity. There's no yeah. No there's nothing. It's and just it's whims. Thing.
1: It's whims.
3: So want another lesson to learn from this absolute destruction of norms and of legitimate principled governance by the Republican Party and particularly by Trump. Here's another lesson. The the president only has a few powers. One of them, unfortunately, is he can do this. He can remove troops whenever the fuck he feels like it. Yeah. And I think that it's time that we look at legislatively that there should be some
1: some level of check yes, exactly. on it, that. It used to be didn't it used to be Congress had to be involved? Well you were supposed to ask You're supposed to at least ask the
3: troops ask the leaders of the army ask the, the, the joint chiefs of staff yeah. ask, ask any of your cabinet members not just it sounds to I me mean, like Trump basically texted whoever's <laughs> at, at in the, the border away hey y'all could go home like he bypassed he, this didn't go through anyone the military was taken uh, by what, surprise everybody. everybody was taken and that's there in the past and by the past, I mean every other time. What happens is there is a discussion. A group. We gets don't in.
1: have a king. No. He is not a king who can unilaterally make decisions that that pertain to thousands of people and literally put a whole group of people in the way of genocide. But this is the problem. In fact, he has stumbled upon one of the few
3: powers he has. And he used it without asking anyone because, of course, his boss told him to. And it would not surprise me if in between the Erdogan call there was a Putin call. That's right.
1: That's right. You know what? Also, we We want to... We'll get that server. Yes, we are. Also, we want to bring up uh, this week. We're so happy that Bernie Sanders is okay. Uh, He had, as you know, he had to have two uh, stents put into an artery... But uh, and he apparently that the like right before during the procedure he
3: had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. It can I tell you how I've watched. We've said it before, even particularly about I've noticed we've got to talk about our campaigning in this country, not just from the perspective obviously of dark money Mm -hmm. and all of that, but the it is too long. Yeah, this the campaign season because I look at him and I look at Elizabeth Warren and she's looked like she's not eating. Yeah, and I know this sounds like I'm like their mommy or something but like, it is terrifying
1: to me how much people are putting themselves through for how long. I'm gonna say the thing, and this is Francis saying it, that nobody wants to say out loud, Bernie needs to suspend his campaign. Because yeah. I'm gonna say that you cannot ask people to devote their, well, you can devote their time, energy, and money, especially during this campaign, yeah. this time, to a person who may potentially, has the potential to have a heart attack and we has had a heart attack. Yes, during, during the campaign. During just the campaign. We have too much going on and too much at stake. And and if Bernie wants to... to protect this country then he needs to throw the weight of what of his supporters and his support into somebody who is viable Here's the problem. Number one, he's tried that in the past and had some problems with it. We were at that convention, yes,
3: and uh, where Sarah Silverman had to say to the Bernie contingent after Bernie came up and, and gave the endorsement for Hillary Clinton, um, and they were booing and whatever. And I remember, Sarah mm-hmm. Silverman came out and went, "You guys are being ridiculous," yes. or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, um, and 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 I get that, but my here I have twofold concerns. One's just the human concern, you mm-hmm. know, of this man is you know he's a great man. And this is a lot to put yourself through. And we need him in every... Two, I, I do say to myself, yeah, like, you have to ask yourself, do you need to be the president? Right. And three, I'd like to bring up the sexism and the obvious misogyny of the fact that Hillary Clinton had a cold. Yeah. And yeah. you are universal. You know, you saw the them just come out come, against her. Come she, at her. She stumbled. She's unhealthy. She's whatever. Now, part of that is the Trump administration, and I think in general, the sort of right-wing media, they think their only issue is Biden. Yes. Part of that is that, but but I do need to say, it's incredible to me that he has a heart attack. Yes. And basically, you're not hearing
1: no, anybody nobody. be worried about it. No, him. I haven't heard anybody be like, "Uh, you need to step down. Now, here's my thing. If Stacey Abrams is his VP. <laughs> no, that's
3: fucked up. I'm not saying that. No, but I am. It's, it concerns me just from the, you know, There in other countries, the campaign season is, is truncated. Uh-huh. You know, it's much shorter. And they do things like they don't allow ads in the last, like, so many hours or days so that you can't have those, like, last minute lie ads and all that. And I think there are things we need to actually look at yes. beyond even the bigger things like Citizens United. Mm-hmm. But one thing I am sure of,
1: Francis, What, are you sure? of? You look good. Girl, you look good. Stop it. You know what? All of a sudden, lately, under eyes, everything looks tight and I white. unpacked the luggage <laughs> under
3: my eyes and you... put it away, girl. <laughs> I put it away. You put it
1: away. How'd you do that?
3: Well, let me tell you something. It's called Plexiderm. Mm-hmm do hmm. you see those wrinkles around your eyes? or They call them crow's feet, but I think we were right to call them vulture claws <laughs> yes. or vulture feet. <laughs>
1: yes. um, and
3: in my case, really large under eye bags. You can imagine them being absolutely gone. And we're not talking about some
1: risky expensive surgery. We're talking about something gone in minutes. Yes. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minutes. And it's the edge you've been looking for. Don't believe us. Try it. Yeah. We have by have, I mean every single day. Yes. Uh, my and- husband snatched my bottle out of my hands and won't give it
3: good. back. He looks good. He, he won't give it back. He put the thinnest layer. It goes unclear. Nobody can see it. Nobody knows you're using it unless you decide to tell them, which would be very kind and generous of you. Yes. And you should. So go to triplexiderm.com and use our code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional
1: $10 off. Yes, that's right. 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL.
3: That's right. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TriPlexiderm.com today and use code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's TriPlexiderm.com. Do it today! Please. Yes. It's absolutely important. Also, um, we wanted to say uh, just really quickly that what a real president does, mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter.
1: Can we just
3: give a shout out to the Jimmy Carter? Who recently turned 95 years old. That's right. He's the oldest living former U.S. president. And with his wife, Rosalind Carter, apparently apparently I think he had um, a fall. He fell on his house uh, on Sunday
1: morning and he ended up having to get 14 stitches. Mm. He has a black eye. And what was he doing yesterday? Back at Habitat for Humanity. Building houses. Building houses.
3: I mean, seriously, he not, I guess he, when he gave a speak, he acknowledged his fall. He said, quote, I fell down and hit my forehead on a sharp edge and had to go to the hospital. And they took 14 stitches in my forehead and my eyes black, as you've noticed. But I had a number one priority and that was to come to Nashville and build houses. So the funds raised by the Carter Work Project will allow an additional 12 new single family homes and 26 new town homes to be built by the nonprofit by
1: 2021. They've been volunteering for Habitat for Humanity for 35 years. Years. Wow. You know what? I was when my husband and I were watching him. I said, you know, that is a a, a, a a person, a human person, living their values to their core. To the to, I mean, every day at ninety five, you're hammering nails so that somebody can fail. have a home. You fell. Everybody you would fail. understand. That's right. Everybody would understand. But he gets right back out there, and you know what? That's that's the point. Get right back up. Get right back out there. And that is our final word. And if I could just say this, that's why we put that affirmation at the
3: top. Mm -hmm. from that young man remember something in our darkest moments sometimes you got to turn it over to a friend that's you know take your time out do what you got to do scream at the tv maybe you go for a jog maybe you you know uh, paint something maybe you read a book that's really trashy whatever Mm -hmm. but you take care of yourself because the way we're going to get through this is with each other and finding the joy and the love and the laughter wherever we can so we want to thank you for always providing it to us
1: yes and now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. Thank <laughs> you hey.
3: so much for following us at Frangela Duo, DUO at all the social medias and for writing us. You can go to frangela.com. Please go to frangela.com and check out everything on the website, everything we're doing. And also, you can email from there. And you can also email us directly at frangela08 at gmail.com. We do respond to
1: all of our emails. So, first, first up, up, we have from Casey. Q. She quick and small and quick. She goes. Uh, listen to you every Friday on the on the Stephanie Miller show. Thank you for the weekly therapy. You are welcome, Casey. I. If you didn't hear um, last week's. Uh... Stephanie
3: Miller's show when we uh when we were on in the third hour. You should go back in here cuz I think all we did was celebrate. Like yeah, I think oh I mean, always like, like,
1: like, like, like it was like it was like we were whistle blowing, we were we were screaming dancing. and dancing and then we had a uh, Stephanie had a party on Saturday night all which right. we it the was so rager
3: Birthday party was so much fun and I was like we just danced
1: Yes. And I'm
3: going to tell you something. Get your get in your panties or have you like to dance in your house. Yes. I like to be in my panties. I don't know why. <laughs> It just feels freer to me. Put on your favorite songs. Just dance. Have a good time. And understand that we are moving towards the end of this horror show. Yes.
1: Next up, this is from Rain M. M. I know it's hard. I know. Actually, you, know what, you, know you know what? I'm gonna stop putting the whole name. You know what? I'm gonna I could do that too. I'm gonna stop putting the whole Thank name. Thank
3: you. Um, so he said, just finished the latest idiot of the week, and wow, was that hard to choose? Just which was the bigger idiot. I was leaning towards the 19-year-old getting mad about lack the lack of tomatoes. And what was that horrible reportage anyway? See, they don't we don't get enough details mm-hmm. in the reports. But I lost it when Angela mentioned that Disney World was not the place to trip on acid. <laughs> just thinking about how bad that could be almost gave me a flash. Back. Mm-hmm. i remember a few times when a few of us dosed and we made snow angels in the summer grass mind you
1: <laughs> which would be no not not a, a grassy, yeah. that's no that's grass, just rubbing yourself in the yeah. grass yeah. That's yes that's, that's
3: all that is um i was only one left awake when the beverly hillbillies was on and i tell you i have rarely been so scared <laughs> too scared <laughs> to change the channel even can't even fathom being out in public at an amusement park i'd die thanks for another week of laughs and thought-provoking discussions love ya
1: Thank you, Ray. Thank you. And now it's time for Resistance Wrap-Up. This
3: is where we give you an actionable item, mm-hmm. stuff that you can go out and do to, uh, I'm going to tell you something, helping people will make you feel better. You may Every never time. know this, but like we've been doing a few things here and there that aren't really a big deal, but you just, they really does help. So, but what we're going to talk about and what you're going to hear in a moment is um, some more from a friend of ours who's a part of the uh, Poor People's Movement, the Reverend Dr. Barber's Poor People's Movement, mm-hmm. and um, on the More Tour, which we we have an interview with her coming up here, but we'd like you to go check them out and donate what you can and get involved so you can go to the Poor People's. So is it is .org? Yeah. It's Poor dot, doc, dot org, Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and check them out. And uh, their tour, they're doing a nine-month, 20-plus state, We Must Do More Tour. And so with that, yes, I think it's time that we let you know that we were fortunate enough, we were fortunate enough to have call a a very good friend of ours, Kelly House. And in the time that we've, you know, known each other and been friends, she's done a lot of things, but one of the most amazing things she's done is is, join this movement. Join the Reverend Dr. Barber's uh, Poor People's Campaign and um, work with the MORE campaign. And she's gone from being, just like going to a meeting. Yeah. Getting a training to being like in charge of like three States or something yeah, like, like a this. bunch of stuff and she wanted us to make sure that we mentioned so we interviewed her we're about to play that for you but that um also that uh, another member of, of the poor people's campaign she's the reverend dr liz theo harris she's the co-chair of the poor people's campaign which is a national call for moral re- revival with the reverend dr william j barber the second she's the director of the Cairo center for religions rights and social justice at union theological seminary and she's the author of always with us what jesus really said about the poor and co author of revive us again vision and action and moral organizing she's an ordained minister in the presbyterian church and an incredible part of the poor people's campaign and so we hope you enjoy this interview and that it motivates you as much as it did us so we are very excited here to welcome a dear friend of
1: ours and of course of the resistance miss kelly house hi yay. Kelly. Hey, lady. hi kelly kelly is an activist with poor people's campaign kelly thank you so much for being here with us today Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, say, okay, so, Kelly, we're friends. So
3: there was, like, a day when... Um, this is how I'm going to describe it. There was, like, a time when, you know, we'd see you at shows or we'd talk, we'd hang out, and then one day you were like, oh, I'm getting arrested with Reverend Dr. Barber. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it felt. So what happened? Like, how did you get involved with the Poor People's Campaign, and what um, what made you get involved with it in the first place?
2: Um. Well... So, this is, okay, um, you remember two years ago when they were doing the vote to get rid of health care? Yeah. Yes. And, um, and, you know, we all were, we were up late, and I started tweeting, I had uh, tweeting my uh, senators in North Carolina, and I was, you know, I was really... Letting them have it. Mm-hmm. And and I said, how can you do this? I can afford insurance. Obamacare never helped me. Mm-hmm. It never did because of the money that I, you know, I mean, I don't make a lot of money, but I never qualified to that. But it, it made me very angry that they were trying to take away health care. And I woke up the next morning and Reverend Barber had followed me on Twitter. Wow. And, and, and Reverend Barber does not follow many people. Mm. And that just... You know, I, I I knew of Reverend Barber and what he stood for, but that really made me dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realized was there was just when he spoke, a lot of times it would make me cry mm-hmm. yeah. because he he speaks truth, and you know some of us some of us are affected by truth, mm-hmm. and, um, and you are too. Yeah. So you know that's what got me into it, and before I even knew what the Poor People's Campaign was about, I signed up for it. I was like, I don't even know what y'all are doing. I don't care. I'm, I'm, because because I felt so, just like all of us, I think, um, I felt so helpless after he got elected. Yes. And um, and I felt like I just had to do something. And, I, you know, um, there's so many issues right now, whether it's the environment or, you know, what you just pick something and throw it at the wall, and if it just sticks, you know, there's an issue for the day. Um, I just, I really did just want to participate, and and what it did was it made me, it made me part of the solution instead of sitting on my ass and watching TV and not caring.
1: Yeah. Yes. And giving up. So you got so activated. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So tell us a little bit about the Poor People's Campaign. Yeah, and like the first thing you did. Like I, I, I want to get to the arrest too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But for people who don't know what the yeah, Poor People's what is Campaign, it? what is it? Okay. Well, you know, I, I was doing some research on this,
2: just you know, from 1967 mm-hmm. and 68, mm-hmm. and Dr. King, um, he wanted a a radical redistribution of economical and political power. Mm. And what he what he was talking about then was we were, we had gone from an era of civil rights to human rights. And so he didn't want to to um, focus on one race right you know, or um, and and the reason he picked poverty is because poverty is nationwide. It's not just one segment. Um, it's not one special interest group. It is a it affects everybody in, in every everywhere. And so what he wanted to do and, and this is what Dr. Barber is doing as well. He he believed if we put a face on poverty with real examples and stories, then we can go around the United States and raise consciousness of people who do have a heart, but they're not exposed to certain people, mm-hmm. and so if you if you are just uh, encapsulated in your own um, community, and you know you've never seen a Latina, you've never seen,
1: uh, you know, you, you didn't
2: go to school with anybody who is black.
1: Right. Then it's real easy
2: to to make them the other. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And um,
2: so what Dr. King wanted to do was put a face on these people, and go to Washington and march, and you know. Of course he was killed right um and but he he wanted a new uh unsettling force uh, a, a multiracial group a non-violent army mm-hmm. and um you know there's a quote i'm gonna read if that's okay yes, uh, please it, it was the day before dr king was killed and he said you know whenever sparrow wanted to prolong the period of slavery in Egypt. He had a favorite formula for doing it. Keep the slaves fighting amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. But whenever the slaves get together, something happens in Pharaoh's court, and he cannot hold the slaves in slavery. When the slaves get together, that's the beginning of getting out of slavery.
1: That's called uprising.
2: The, The thing that I think is so miraculous about all of it is this is about joining forces. Yeah. It's not about just one problem. Because, like I said, how many can you mention right now in one minute?
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I love the first thing when you go to the Poor People's Campaign, and you or their splash page. It says, "The Poor People's Campaign: A National Call for Moral Revival is uniting people across the country to challenge the evils of systemic racism." Poverty, the war economy, ecological devastation, and the nation's distorted morality. And I, loved, yes. I love the discussion about the distorted morality. That there is something broken here. Yes. That we need to come coalesce and become a a, a coalition around to fix. Exactly. Exactly. And that you know what what
2: you just read off that that it, it's interesting that you pointed out that last one because that is what has caught my attention more than anything is. The crazies in the in the church being financed, you know, or you know, they're they're supporting candidates along with the Koch brothers, these libertarians, they mm-hmm. are pushing this house of cards, you know, it's it's like a at the fair, it's a fun house. It's yeah. got all these mirrors and they're trying to say, Oh, but they're trying to take away our religious rights mm-hmm. or they're you know, they're they're all politically correct. Meanwhile, we're just pointing out maybe you shouldn't be, you know, discriminating against people. Exactly. I don't think that's politically correct. But they're funding, they're funding this BS argument about abortion mm-hmm. and um, you know about prayer in school and you know, oh, I don't want to bake a cake for this gay couple. Right. Um, they, but meanwhile, they're putting people in office and on the courts. Um who were actively trying to take away everybody's freedom. Yeah, so that that is that is why I think it's so important that they point that out, Francis, I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's cut back to you get a, you, you get inspired, girl right. you join up. you join <laughs> up what's the first thing that happens? you go to a
2: meeting or Well, um I, in order to do it, you have to they actually have to train you. To uh, participate in nonviolent civil uh, disobedience in a way where you won't harm yourself, mm. or the organization, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and when I say organization, I mean the movement because right. we really aren't an organization. Um, so we, you have to go to a, tra- you have to go to a training right. to get taught how to get arrested mm-hmm. without getting charged more. Mm-hmm. Uh, than what you're what you're doing, and so I went to a couple of those. I had to, you know, do two of those. And you know, to be fair, I, I just have to tell you, I didn't even know what was going to happen. But I thought I'm going to participate in this, and I don't nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. And um, and there was just a call, and it's just like you have a call to have this sh- this sh- this podcast and your your activism. You can't explain that to somebody.
1: It's mm-hmm. just in your heart. Yep. Yep. Um, so you you, you go on you go your train. And tell us what your first activist moment with them was like and how you felt and what you did. Cause I, it must have been okay. scary. I mean, the fact that you're training to get arrested, yeah. did that freak you
3: out?
2: <laughs> well, I want to give you, I, I just want to share something that happened when I was getting trained. And it kind of changed my perspective on all of it. And I really wasn't scared after this. Um, I mean, I was nervous. Listen, I didn't know what to expect. Right. Um, but there was a woman training with me who was blind,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she couldn't even see. And I, I cried the whole time I was getting trained because all I could think of was this woman yep. can't even see. And she's going to trust that she's going to get taken care of because her ass is getting arrested,
1: too. Right. Yep. So, you know, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> I right. can that's, do that's this. Right? You're like I, I can do it. I got all my senses. I can do this. You exactly. Know? And you know, so she, um, so the, the day that you know we could we could choose which day
2: we were going to actively you know participate in civil disobedience, and I chose the day. And it was hot. It was. I mean, you know, was in. I think it was in July uh, last year. And. What we did was we just shut down the, the road in Raleigh in front of the judicial building where they were at, having their Congress that day. And, we, you know, what we were doing was just trying to tell people, we're we're here. Right. We are here, and we're not going anywhere, and we're going to disrupt whatever you're doing because you're going to listen. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I was very nervous. And, you know, they put this thing around my arm. They had to sign all these papers. The thing about the Poor People's Campaign that's brilliant is this. So while you're getting arrested, people have donated money to the Poor People's Campaign to pay for your legal fees. And so, so you don't get a record. And now you can only do it one time. I did it, and then I had to do community service. Well, the community service I did is in Greensboro with a wonderful organization, and so it's a win-win. <laughs> it is. It's a win-win all the way around. I mean, it's brilliant. It is. So you get to it do
3: more. Like your punishment was more activism. Right. It is. It yeah, is, yeah. girl. And,
2: and, and so that day I got arrested, it was so hot. It was went rolling down my legs. I'm not kidding. I'm out there burning up. I didn't get taken anywhere. They just, I literally just got a ticket on the side of the road. There are other people, though, who have participated. That that is not what it looked like. They got Mm. put in a a paddy wagon and taken downtown.
1: So everybody doesn't have the same experience.
2: Oh, no, ma'am. I I mean, I actually got off. I I thought I got off very easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know why that would be? Where we were in Raleigh. They have been dealing with Reverend Barber for a long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the police officers actually were staying with us. Whoa. When we were, because they know they know what's going on and they know what we're doing. Yeah, And, and there's such a good relationship between the police officers and, and us there. But that's not everybody. Right, And so it really depends on what kind of mood they're in and um that's it it. they they told us that it depends on what kind of these cops are in and how you're going to get treated today
1: so tell us about the more tour and its purpose because you guys are not just based in north carolina reverend barber is taking this on the road this civil disobedience can you tell us a little bit more about that he started this uh in september um it's a 22 state uh event it started uh,
2: september um and it goes through may of next year mm-hmm. and he i believe he started it at the border i mean yeah. dr barbara's everywhere yeah he was in uh, Paso, texas first it looks like so the more stands for mobilize organize register and educate and that is very important because trying Lee was at our event on Monday here uh, from MSNBC, and he was talking to Chris Hayes later. And he said, "There's a voting block in in America that is a hundred million people that did not vote in 2016." Exactly. And and that's what's so brilliant about this is wh- while we're out educating people on guess what you're getting duped too. You might be you might be white and you might not have it as bad as people of color. But you know what? Your ass is getting screwed over by the system too.
1: Yep. Yeah, and those people and who are aware, know it. But there are many people. It feels like who don't understand the boat they're in. They don't. Mm-hmm. They do not understand at all. This is a uh,
2: twenty-two state event, and you know you read it off a, a minute ago. But what we're going to try to do here is demand. We're going to let these people know that we are holding politicians, future politicians, and the ones in office. We are holding them accountable to us, not the people who have put them in office uh, lobbying, lobbying people. Uh, you know, people who uh, the shareholders of uh, big companies. They are they are working for us. Yeah. Um, and if we get enough people together, we can influence. And that's what this whole thing is about. It's about educating people. You know what? You don't have to hate people who don't look like you and who don't act like you. You have been taught wrong. You have been taught. um, And we are actually making the Pharaoh stronger Yeah. if we're fighting.
3: Yep. Absolutely. So, it's for and part of the more campaign, if I'm right, is about. I saw uh, Reverend Dr. Barber talking about how if they, if you can register, if you could get just one or two percent of poor people who are overwhelmingly underrepresented in terms of being registered even to vote, if you can get them registered and get them to vote, that could be the election. Yep, exactly. I mean, it
2: really is very simple. It is, it is, hey, you know what, you might not think that this government is working for you. And guess what? We're here to tell you it's not.
1: Right. But we are here to, to,
2: to tell you it, it, it is not. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But you can make a difference. We we can't give up. I mean, like, like I said, it's real easy. I, I, know, I, I have friends who are doing this, and I really just don't have time for their ass right now they, <laughs> rather, they, they would rather watch tv and reality tv yeah and then when you bring it up they're like oh i can't i can't even look at that it upsets me right and it's like okay well you know what like y'all say well then you do you yeah. because you know what evidently it's not your time mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. the other thing i wanted to read i wanted to read this if I can, Absolutely. um because i think that you two already embody this. But this is important. If you're going to be part of the Poor People's Campaign, this is just part of it. Um, It says, this is a commitment that is needed from all leaders wanting to take up King's mantle. Um, I choose to identify with the underprivileged. I choose to identify with the poor. I choose to give my life to the hungry. I choose to give my life for those who have been left out. This is the way I'm going.
1: Right.
2: And, and and as long as you got that in your heart, then, hey, let's
1: roll. Yeah. I mean, that's... But let's, let's roll, roll. Kelly. That is amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful because here's the thing. I, what, what I love about that is asking people to connect to humanity and their own humanity. And that is something that I feel that, you know, when we talk about politics and what have you, that is the point. What, you know, Angela said it to me in the car one day recently. She goes, if we're not doing this, then what, what are we doing? If we're, if we're not taking care of people, if we're not caring about people we see on the street who have who have less than we have. Then what are we doing? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what you're doing. Uh, there's a word for it. It is called attention violence.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen because that. Because you're not looking. I found it on the Poor People's Campaign site yes. today and really hit me because that's what a lot of our media is doing. Yep. That's what a lot of my friends are doing because, you know what, they're thinking, well, we don't really want to disrupt anything because then it might affect us. Uh, you know, right now. We're, we're, we're living just good enough to where we, we're not affected. Mm-hmm. Well, that's called attention violence. And wow. you are no better than the people actively doing it. Wow.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. You're, if you're not helping, you're hurting.
2: It really is one of two things you're doing. You're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Yep. And I'm going to go out of here fighting, and I can't. I can't help but to do that oh, and I don't oh, think you
3: can either we love you, me, know? Love you Kelly you went from joining to you told me you're doing you have like several different states or what are you doing now in the campaign
2: oh well so I am chair over about seven different counties in uh, North Carolina we're trying to focus on getting people registered to vote here yep. and getting the word out I, I, you know one of the aspects of it that Martin Luther King was doing Back in the 60s was this part of the platform of what he was doing with the Poor People's Campaign was, okay, you know what, we are going to do the civil disobedience and we're going to protest. But then the next part of it was going after these companies and boycotting. Yep. Okay, And, and so, you know what, in a way, we're already doing that. When we get on, just even on Twitter and say, look, why are you funding Exactly. As we're going to take our pocketbook back. Yeah, exactly. i don't
1: preach. Thank you. You know, and, and another point that I found on the site, which I want to talk about really quickly, is by the 2016 election over 800 and i think 68 polling places were closed mm-hmm. in the United States. They the Republicans managed to do that to gerrymander all the things they did to disenfranchise people. So when you look at that if you think about 1000 people per those 80, 868 polling places yeah. that is the 80,000 people that's what decided this election and how we got Trump. But they disenfranchised just enough people In the right places Mm -hmm. to make sure that this happens. And that is why it's so important about what Reverend Barber and you and all the activists with the MORE campaign are doing in terms of registering people.
3: Yeah, and targeting these states. The fact that this, you know, the 20, it's like 22 or so states, but they're targeted, you know, like this, it's, it's smart activism. Yes. You know, it's West Hollywood is pretty probably fairly well registered but are they in Mobile yeah. in, you know and in Roxbury Massachusetts
1: So real quick Kelly can we ask you how can people get as inspired as you and become part of the Poor People's Campaign and or the More Tour and how can they help out
2: Okay so if they go to www.poorpeoplescampaign.org you can get all the information you need on there. You can join. You can, you know, I've got friends who've got kids. They, they're not going to go get arrested, but you know what they do? They give them money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that either. It's a great thing. And then that actually tells you where they're next. You know, you can find on that website where the tour is going next. People with a conscience is what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Because we that's what we're trying to do is raise consciousness and bring communities together so that we are a, are a force to be reckoned with by the number of people that we have. But, you know, it's not just about numbers, though. And, and i got to say, you know, uh, Al Green, the, the, if she a senator or, uh, anyway, the representative he was on the other night, mm-hmm. and he said, you know what, it's a good thing that Martin Luther King— and Rosa Parks didn't wait to do a poll
1: before they acted. Ooh. Yes. They sure you. did. I heard, I saw that Ooh. when he did that. Kelly, yes. thank, thank you so you. much. Oh, I love you too. You know what I We love you and thank you for your work and everything you're doing. And um,
3: just thank you so much for taking this time to help inspire us and show other people how they can get out there
1: and get involved. We want to thank Kelly House so much, and we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank our wonderful production team, Gail and Laura. You have no idea how much they do. Oh, my goodness. I mean,
3: you have no idea. You would be hearing this. <laughs> That's all you'd be hearing. And some dogs. And some dogs, maybe. That's it. So and thank them, and remember to follow us at Frangela Duo and to check out all the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.
1: I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. Hey, this is Bob Seska, host of The Bob Seska Show. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to love my show, where every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we talk about this guy. Trump is crazy. And this guy. Trump is a Idiot. And we say this a lot. Sweet, merciful crap. Because. He can't keep getting away with it. Find the Bob Seska show at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Bob Seska.com, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.